That means when you get your paycheck, and what we teach is you get your paycheck, and you're going to put all the money that you make into that HELOC. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's say you owe forty thousand and you bring five thousand dollars in. You're going to put that in, and now all of a sudden you only owe thirty-five thousand. Okay, now your line of credit goes up. Okay, so you you owed forty, you had forty available to you. You press that 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 daily number down from forty thousand to thirty-five. So you owe thirty-five. Okay, now whenever you pay your bills off, you're going to pay them out of your line of credit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're going to work in conjunction with each other. So when you're putting all of your money into that HELOC, all right, all your money's going in one spot and then all of it's coming back out of one spot. Hello everyone. And welcome to episode 16 of yellow colored glasses. Um, before we get started on today's topic, I'm going to come at you with a review from one of our clients. Um, this, uh, review is from Corey B. Amanda made switching our auto and home insurance a breeze all while saving us a ton of money. She even made sure the new carrier covered something in our house that most do not. I would recommend the Warren Amounts Agency team to anyone looking to save money on their insurance while being provided the best customer service possible. Thank you to Corey for that review. Yes. And good job, Amanda. Thanks. <laughs> you read that on purpose, didn't you? Pre- I actually handed it to her. She, she handed it and said, read this one. So there we go. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Girls. Today we are going to be interviewing... Jake and Dustin. And so if you haven't been following us, we've been talking a lot about a financial strategy that could be really beneficial for certain types of families. We've been pretty strategic in, you know, what types of families we offer this to, um, simply for financial reasons. Obviously, everybody wants to make um, informed and smart financial decisions. And so this, this is very, you know, particular to a, a category of people. And Jake and Dustin will kind of touch on those qualification points. Um, so first, as an introduction, what exactly is this strategy? Okay, <clears throat> so it is what you call first lien, first position lien, um, HELOC, which uh, HELOC stands for Home Equity Line of Credit. And most people know about that. Most people know what a, they, they're, they're familiar with a, with a HELOC. Uh, but this specific way that, that we can use it, the way that um, people have the ability to, to do things a little different than just a traditional HELOC. Um, there's a lot of really awesome potential, a lot of things that you can do with it. So that's what we're going to touch on. Uh, we're going to kind of talk about the differences between what most people know of a regular HELOC mm-hmm. and, and then obviously this specific one, which is the first lien. Yeah, so, that would be good to touch yeah. on for sure. So yeah, home equity line of credit. Excited. So what is a, what's a second lien HELOC? What is that? Jake, so a second lien is, I mean, when everybody thinks of a HELOC, right, you're thinking of a, literally like what Dustin said, a line of credit off of, you know, your primary home or investment property, whatever that is. A lot of time, a, a lot of time, a HELOC is going to be on the second position. So you're going to have your normal conventional mortgage, right? And then you're going to have a line of credit as the second position, the second lien, the second mortgage, right? That's a, also what they're called. Um, and that's, you know, typically people are going to use those if they want to consolidate some debt, if they want to fix up some things around their home, um, you know, whatever that is, right? Um, that's typically, 
right? What a HELOC is used for. If you're using it on an investment property, sometimes people will take out the, you know, the equity that they have in their home, right? And they'll get a second lien HELOC mm -hmm. and they'll use that equity to buy another rental property or to buy another investment property. Um, because basically the HELOC is going to be the equity you have in a property. Okay, most banks are gonna loan out 80%. Some will go more, some will go less. But the standard you know, rule of thumb there is they're gonna do 80% of whatever the value of your, of your, of your um, property is at the time that you're trying to get that second lien. Okay? okay. For sure. So, yeah, that's what a normal, a normal situation with the HELOC um, is going to be used for. So a home equity line of credit is, you know, you've got something that's worth $100. Let's talk okay. small scale. You've got something that's worth $100, but you've only invested $20 into it. And so access a home equity line of credit allows you to access that $80 that is of value in that thing. Does that make sense? Or does that? I think it's 60. Did I say my you said numbers? 80. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I understand what. So yeah. yeah. So if if you've got something that's worth 100, mm -hmm. 100 bucks, right? And they're going to give you a loan for eighty percent of, mm -hmm. of the of value. Yep. But let's say your actual, mm -hmm. let's say in a second lien position, let's mm -hmm. say your loan on on that hundred dollars. Let's say you've you've got sixty dollars that yep. that uh -huh. you've got in your mortgage, right? Uh -huh. it means you have another twenty to access. Yes. You have another twenty dollars to yep. you know to have access to, to go use for fixing up things, Correct. investments, whatever, right. um, consolidating debt. That, that would all yep. be there for that. So, but you're right. I mean, it's eighty. They'll give you yeah. eighty eighty dollars of that hundred, right? But there's mm -hmm. typically another loan on the property, mm -hmm. so it's only going to be the difference from the from the first loan you know, to, to mm -hmm. the total equity in the yeah. property. Mm -hmm. So Cool. Um, so then what is the difference between having it in a second position versus having it in a first position? Yeah, that's a good question, Dusty. I'll okay, so, and this is where, this, I'm just gonna go straight into kind yeah. of the strategy of the, of the biggest benefits of being a first lien versus or second, okay? So when we all, all of us, everybody that we know basically has a mortgage, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you have a mortgage, the traditional 30-year or 15-year note, um, you're paying, you're paying your interest. Okay, you're paying your interest every single month that you make your mortgage payment. You're paying a certain amount of interest, and that interest is compounding interest. All right, and everybody knows what compounding interest is as far as you know the way it can work for you when you invest money. Um, the way that obviously credit card debt, um, mortgages, how how it can work against you, all that. So, whenever you have a first lien position HELOC that HELOC is actually going to replace your mortgage, okay? So let's say, let's let's go back to the 100 that we were just talking about, okay? So I'm gonna say 100,000, all right? So let's say that you bought your house for $100,000. Okay. And it was five years ago, and you owe, you only owe 40,000 on it now, okay? You only owe 40,000. So right now you could go get a HELOC, a first lien HELOC, and they would give you $80,000 because your home's worth 100 grand, okay? Mm -hmm. You owe forty on it right now. They give you eighty thousand dollars and say, "Hey, we're gonna we're literally, we're literally gonna replace your mortgage." So that eighty thousand dollars that they give you, forty of it is gonna go pay off your actual mortgage that you have currently. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you borrowed forty total, and now you've got another forty that's sitting there mm -hmm. for you to have access to. Now, here's the difference and the reason why you would do that. A, a HELOC is going to have simple interest. Okay. So that means when you're paying when you're paying simple interest versus versus compounding, it's just like what a car loan would be. Okay, it's not the it's not you're not paying interest on money that you that you know are borrowing. Okay? Yeah. After after okay, so you get your original loan, your interest that's what you're paying it on. 
right? And so as it goes down, it pushes down, pushes down, pushes down, you're actually paying that off much, much quicker. Um, even though a simple interest rate might seem higher, okay, let's say it's yeah. 6%, that simple interest rate versus a compounding interest rate of three and a half or two and a half is still, it's not even the same ballpark, okay, right. as, as far as the way you can pay off that debt much, much, much faster. Okay, so that's the reason and the benefit of why you would do it. And the okay. other thing I want to add to that is we've all been trained, literally all of our lives, to literally think of, oh, what's the lowest interest rate we can right. get, Right. Everybody wants the lowest. That's all they're looking at. What's the lowest? Oh, that is, it's not about the interest rate, right? It's about how much you pay in interest. How okay? often? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's the ultimate goal. If, okay. if you are paying 1% on a compounding interest loan, right, which not even a lot of people understand compounding interest versus simple interest, right? Um, I bet majority of people don't quite understand that because it is kind of complicated, but the goal is to pay the least amount of interest in, as, as you know as you possibly can okay mm -hmm. and that's where this is where this strategy comes into place because it's not about and, I'm, uh, and i'll let you go on with it but it's not about the product it's not about the interest rate it's about how you're utilizing this product right and the ultimate goal is okay how can we cut interest right without basically over leveraging ourselves or losing out on extra money that you know because like let's say let's say you had a normal conventional mortgage and you just started applying a bunch of money extra towards the principal yeah you could do that but how do you get that money back right you you can't get that money back unless you cash you know do a cash out or something like that but it's not available at your fingertips mm -hmm. so that's one big thing that i want to say is we've all been trained hey you got a 2% interest rate. Oh, wow, that's amazing. You know, our parents had 13, 14% rates. Like, that's great. You know, you were in an amazing spot. That might be the case. But banks make money for a reason, and it's with compounding interest. Um, and that's why you guys don't hear about what we're going to talk about a lot today. So anyways, go on, Dusty. Yeah, and to add to that, too, we, we, when Jake's talking about the, the lowest interest rate, um, you know, one of the books that we're reading on the infinite banking, it talks about... Mm -hmm. The, the focus should be on the, the frequency that you're actually paying interest, okay? Because when you think about it, we get the lowest interest rate. We, let's say, we, how many houses have we owned in the last three years? We moved, we bought a house, lived in it for a few years, bought another house, bought another house, we're back here. Every single time we've done that, we've just reset the clock on that 30 yep. years, mm -hmm. okay? And that's yep. what people do. Same thing with car payments, yeah. right? We, we're constantly just resetting the clock, and so no matter what, we're always paying interest, okay? Right. So let's say, Let's say that your your goal, okay. Let's say that someone's purpose and their goal for this would to be would, would to pay their mortgage off, okay. Mm -hmm. They just want to get out of get out of their house. Yep. How would they do that quicker with this versus having a regular mortgage? What would they do? Okay. So. Sorry, and I just took the girls' questions. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> that was that on there, your so. next. Was that sorry? We kind of jumped ahead there. No, I know it's okay. Um, well, you kind of touched on how is this going to help someone. You're okay. giving access to you're giving people access to equity mm -hmm. um, that they wouldn't normally have access to. Yep, and um, we're gonna go. We'll go into depth with that because there's more mm -hmm. there's more things to go into how it could help somebody. But yep, we'll go into that on this next one. Jake has a um, a diagram here in front of him, and I can <laughs> I can blow that up and make it. Bigger. I hope you guys don't. <laughs> it's not really a diagram, it's not but a, I mean, it's, it's just is. chicken, chicken scratch. Chicken scratch. <laughs> I'll make it pretty and and put it in legible terms okay. on the screen. Um, so yeah, how does how does one 
ultimately end up paying off their home so fast yeah. with this strategy. Yeah, and I guess a lot of times what we get asked as well is like, okay, well, like this sounds too good to be true and we're gonna mm -hmm. go into it. It sounds too good to be true. It sounds like you have to have more money coming in to be able to do this, like to squash all of that right off the bat, no. You don't. You don't right. at all. Like literally people's financial situations, now again, this is a hand-picked strategy right this is not something like if you can't manage a hundred bucks you're this is not going to be your this isn't going to be a good product for you okay right. um if you live paycheck to paycheck not going to be the best product for you now again if you live paycheck to paycheck which is there's nothing wrong to that it's how do we get to a, a point where you know you can use this strategy because typically people who live paycheck to paycheck well, i don't want to say typically but some of those people are actually very good with managing their money absolutely right um i have to i mean they have to yep. so if you are truly living paycheck to paycheck hey this could be good for you maybe not right now but down the road because you already got the number the hardest part knocked out is by managing that money the discipline part yeah. the discipline yeah, part yeah. and and thus you say this all the time like if you can't follow a plan like yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> but there's no there's no right strategy there's yeah. no right strategy every strategy can work depending on your goals on your risk tolerance on what you want to do with your money yep. whether you want to be super super wealthy and, and just acquire properties like you know like whether you just want to just boom 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 get as much as you can yep. or whether you just want to be comfortable and it, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. yeah having that plan yeah. and sticking to it is all that matters so yep. mm -hmm. um so go into the into this product right into the strategy so it's called a first lien heloc strategy is what we call it okay it's also called an all-in-one loan it's also called velocity banking that's another term for it mm -hmm. um i like the velocity banking actually term and what we're doing with the with the other part, which we haven't even talked in, we're not gonna go into today, is the infinite banking. Um, a big thing we're doing is we're combining that velocity banking concept and tagging it along with the right. infinite banking, right? Because you think of it, what does a bank do, right? A bank takes money, they, they, you, give, you give a bank a, a dollar bill and what do they do with it? They don't just hold on to it, right? Like we all taught, like save right. your money, save it. They take that money and mm -hmm. they disperse it and they yep. loan it out, right? Mm -hmm. Into these compounding interest loans, okay? So this is why you have not probably heard of this. Um, anyway, so the concept is, is let's say you have what Dusty was saying, you have a $100,000 loan, okay? We all know banks are gonna loan you at 80% of that 100K, okay? You have a normal conventional loan, okay? Let's say you have $40,000 on that normal conventional loan, okay? Well, on the first lien HELOC, first lien, first mortgage, first loan, right? First, mm -hmm. first position. 80% is 80,000, okay? So you have, now have a line of credit for $80,000, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, since it is the first position, they're going to take and they're gonna use that $80,000 and pay off your original loan balance, your normal conventional mortgage, okay? So you no longer have your traditional mortgage at this point. Correct. So in that example, you have a $40,000 conventional mortgage. Bam! You're taking eight, you're taking forty thousand dollars out of that line of credit, mm -hmm. and you're paying off that conventional mortgage. Okay, so nothing is different other because you still have the same loan balance. Right. Your loan balance is still forty thousand dollars. Yep. What's the difference? Right. Simple compound. Well, correct. The other part is is now you have access to forty thousand mm -hmm. dollars um, at your fingertips that you have available funds with. Mm -hmm. So I go off a of loan balance, and then I I go over here on the right hand side, and I look at available funds. Mm -hmm. And Dusty, cut in whenever, because well, you know how I can get with this. I get yeah. pretty jacked up. So before you get too far into it, okay. let's talk about that $40,000 now that we owe on simple versus mm -hmm. the compounding. Yep. Okay. 
So everybody knows that whenever you buy, you know, you have your 30 year mortgage, your first year payments, if you look at your, you know, your statements, you know, all go into it's your all interest, mm -hmm. okay, all and interest. very little principal. So the reason that that happens is what the banks are doing, okay, is they are taking that money and they're saying, okay, we're going to charge you compounding interest mm -hmm. for what your money would make in year 30, okay, 30 years of paying on this. Here's what we would be making on the returns if we were investing that money and what it would be doing 30 years, mm -hmm. okay? And they're charging you that on the front end on your first year. Mm -hmm. So that's why you see as it goes, you know, you get into year two, you get into year three, into year four. Now there's some more money when you're putting it in, it's, there's more money going to the principal, but it's still all that interest is knocking on the front, okay? Mm -hmm. Which makes it really hard to pay your, your actual equity principal. and your principal right. on your home. It makes it hard to knock that out quickly, mm -hmm. okay? Now what Jake said earlier, he's like, hey, lots of people would say, oh, well, we're gonna throw an extra two grand at our mortgage. That's great. And yeah, you can put that 2,000 on the, on the principal and knock that down. But what happens if you run into some rough times and you, and, and you need that money, okay? If you default on a mortgage, it doesn't matter how far you've paid ahead. Yep. They can right. take the house, okay? So, and banks want you to do that. If you mm -hmm. think of it, a bank, I've said this for years, and this is where I'm so, invest, I mean, I'm just so jacked up about this whole strategy, like this whole infinite banking and everything we're doing because banks have very little risk, mm -hmm. right? They, they, they loan you money. They are on that, they are on that title of that property or that car or whatever it is. And if you stop paying on it, guess what? Mm -hmm. They take it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they, and all the money you've paid, you could literally owe, I mean, 5% left on that loan. And if you stop paying on it, they're going to take it. Mm -hmm. So now yeah. they have all this equity that they have just taken from you, right? right? With the blink of an eye. And it's like, you know, Mr. Bank or Mrs. Bank, I've, I've paid on my loan this whole time. It doesn't matter doesn't matter if you quit paying they're taking it right i mean yeah so 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 now you've got your now you've got it moved over into the, the HELOC, okay so let's just go let's just go five percent okay let's say you've got a five percent interest rate all right versus your two and a half that you had on your 30 year mm -hmm. mortgage that we all let's, got let's actually go up let's let's go some I real was numbers gonna do five for the math well okay, okay that's fine okay, let's just do to it show for the math, math. Yeah, okay yeah, yeah. so okay so you got forty thousand mm -hmm. dollars all right and simple interest so that means if you had a 5% interest rate, the most that you would pay throughout that year basically would be $2,000, okay? You'd pay $2,000 of interest on that loan. That's okay? right. 10% would be four grand, all right? Right. So it's interest, it's, it's, only, it's interest only though, okay? So that means when you get your paycheck, and what we teach is you get your paycheck, and you're gonna put all the money that you make into that HELOC, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's say you owe 40,000 and you bring $5,000 in. You're gonna put that in, and now all of a sudden you only owe 35,000. Okay, now your line of credit goes up. Okay, so you you owed forty, you had forty available to you. You press that 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 daily number down from forty thousand to thirty five, so you owe thirty five. Okay, now whenever you pay your bills off, you're going to pay them out of your line of credit. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they're going to work in conjunction with each other. So when you're putting all of your money into that HELOC, all right, all your money is going in one spot. And then all of it's coming back out of one spot. Now, if you have positive cash flow, you are knocking down way more principal on that loan than you're than you're spending. Okay, mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, the other way that you would do it would just be paying your normal mortgage. Okay, and having everything going through debit cards and your checking account. Mm -hmm. This is taking advantage of simple interest and pushing that number down, and it it just it's unbelievable. Every at single the, day. Yeah, every single day. Okay, mm -hmm. so every every day that there's a there's a balance on that simple interest, it's collecting a little bit, okay? Mm -hmm. yep. 
And so you're just pushing that down at a rapid, rapid, rapid rate compared to having it in your mortgage that's just sitting there. You're paying mm-hmm. a little bit over time. And think about this. Like, let's say you pay on your mortgage for 10 years, right? Does your right. mortgage payment go down? No, Ever? your mortgage payment stays fixed, the same. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this, since you're only paying on what your loan balance is, mm-hmm. right? You're only paying on what that what that number looks like. So every month, your minimum payment, your the the amount of money that you're paying interest on, is going down. So the first mm-hmm. payment is the is the highest. The first payment pay. is the highest. That's the that's the highest you're ever going to pay in interest is on that first payment. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. now. I don't even know the math on this, but let's say your payment, right, is a thousand dollars, a minimum right. payment of a thousand dollars, which in this scenario would be way less than that. But let's say it is, and you pay five thousand. Well, you just paid, you pay overpaid on your on your mortgage mm-hmm. by an extra four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Okay, yeah. So think of it that way. Okay, wow, yeah, because this is not rocket science at all. This is not at all. This is literally exactly what banks will tell us to do but guess what that does that on the normal side on the normal conventional loan they would love if you did that that gives them more equity in the property Mm -hmm. right off the bat Mm -hmm. right so they don't have as big of a loan balance on your property that they're just Mm -hmm. not necessarily waiting for you to default on but if you do so yeah yeah, so banks prefer that you yeah. That you pay that on. I mean, if you if you take like let's say your normal you know mortgage payment is a thousand bucks and you pay five grand, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to knock down the principal even more, yeah. right? Which is going to give a bank more equity in that property. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I'm not saying that they're out there like they want you to do that, but realistically, yeah, they would love that. Ideally, they would love for you to get that principal down because guess what that does for them? That eliminates their risk and lowers their risk every single month by doing that. Okay. <laughs> Um, so that's again, that's why another reason why you don't hear about this is because the one, this is cutting money out of the banks, right? Which the banks take so much money, and that's why we're so big on this infinite banking stuff is of becoming our own banks where we don't have to go to a bank. Um, because again, I mean, the, the banks the banks run everything for so. sure. And I also, I, look, we're, we're not sitting here saying that banks are bad, no. okay, either, like, kind of. Well, <laughs> I'm joking. No, I mean, like, it, I know it is what it is. It's just this is all about educating. Like, every single person can yeah. can get educated on the ways that just the way that their money works. Right. And we all hear about budgeting and investing and all the stuff that they want you to know about mm-hmm. to do. Um, but this is kind of a higher level piece. That this is how this is how the banks operate. Yep. Okay. And that's and that's and that's what they do. And so, it's not rocket science either. And it's and it's very like what we're talking about. Like it can. It can be taught in, in what we've learned, right? It can be basically anybody can do this. Absolutely. Like it's not rocket science. You don't have to have a master's degree or something to figure this out. Like it's just taking a little time, changing the way your mind thinks and how we've all grown up to see how we're supposed to do things and then actually taking action with it. So let's let's talk about the, the few that we've done, right? Mm-hmm. And the average number on the interest that, that this is saving folks. So we, my mom was on the episode, we did like the third or fourth episode uh, for, for Yellow Color mm-hmm. Glasses. She was on it, she was actually talking about this strategy. She was the first one that we got into this. And we're talking hundred, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. um, on interest that, that people are, you know, they can, they can yeah. save. So it's, it's a lot, a lot of money um, that I mean, I think your mom, you. what did she pay? She, in that four or five months, she had saved like, she already paid her, her she, mortgage down by like 30K. Yeah. And her financial situation 40. had actually decreased a little bit. Yep. Yep. 
So, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, like, it's a, and again, it's not for everybody, right? There's going to be some different things, and we have it written down here that, you know, make you a, an ideal client. Um, but ultimately, what you're doing to, to get back to the whole concept is, right, you're talking about our HELOC, right? Okay, we're going to get rid of the normal conventional loan. We're going to put it all into that first lien HELOC. We still have the same loan balance. You have your, let's say someone makes five grand a month after taxes. They take that five grand, they apply it all to their loan balance, okay? And that's going to knock their loan balance in the scenario we're talking about for easy numbers. That's going to knock it from 40,000 down to 35,000, okay? Then you're going to say, oh, well, hey, Jake, how do I pay all my expenses? You know, my car bill, my food, my utilities. Well, guess what that did? That lowered your loan balance by $5,000 that month. But what that what did that also do? Bumped up your line of credit. That bumped up your available funds, your line of credit, because originally you started with a line of credit of forty k, right? Because you had a total loan or your 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 total property was worth eighty k or what was worth a hundred thousand, and you had a total line of credit of eighty thousand. Okay, so you take out the five thousand in your available funds, basically account, and you pay. Let's say you have twenty five hundred dollars a month in expenses, right? You pay the twenty five hundred dollars out of that available funds account. Yep, and now your loan's sitting after everything's all said and done. You got your money that you brought in from your paycheck, paid off your expenses, your bills, and now the next month is here, and now you owe thirty-seven fifty. okay? $37,500, mm-hmm. all right? Um, you know, and you rinse, repeat, okay? So you bring in your next five, now your loan is 32500 okay? Your line of credit goes back up, Pay your twenty five hundred dollars worth of bills. Mm-hmm. Now you're sitting at thirty five thousand. So in two in two months, uh, there's going to be some interest built into that, right? So you've you've roughly, um, you know, you've roughly knocked off five grand in two months. Mm-hmm. Okay, probably more more so around you know what twenty oh, forty eight hundred of it was in principal probably yeah. at yeah. that point. So and then you're also talking about what in twelve months. I mean, it's just do that. So times that by twelve, right? What's that? Thirty thousand dollars. Twenty five hundred times twelve. 30 <laughs> 2500 times 12 oh yeah yeah that's yep. 30 grand right yep. so in 12 months in one year you have technically knocked down a loan balance of forty thousand dollars down to ten thousand dollars yeah and guess what that's also done that's increased your line of credit from forty thousand now up to seventy thousand because let's say in month six you know you have something bad happens where you don't have enough let's say let's say there's times where someone doesn't have enough money to pay all their bills and they gotta go to their savings account or whatever that looks like. Okay, well guess what? Now you have a bigger line of credit. And that's why this is so important when we say this, that this is this is a big deal. Like if, if somebody is not good with managing their money, this is not a product for you. This is not a strategy for you. Because again, if you can't manage $100, how are you going to manage, let's just say after the first 12 months, how are you going to manage $70,000? Because that's technically how it's going to look. It's going to look like a big $70,000 credit card with a very, very low interest rate on it. Yep. Right? Oh, I want to go to this place, that place. I'm going this, bam, I got this much money. No, you don't technically have this money. Again, this is a very disciplined strategy. Um, that's why we handpick people whenever we're talking about this. So, okay. So talking about this though, the same concept. Let's say let's say that this same exact scenario happened, but let's say uh, these folks had twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt. Yeah. Okay, and they're paying twenty five percent interest on their credit cards. All right, that's compounding interest. Okay, so maybe they throw those credit cards into this as well. Mm-hmm. Now they've got a much 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 simple interest 
lower payment, lower amount. Okay, they put that all in there. And so I like to describe this as I honestly, it's like Dave Ramsey, you know, the the oh the snowball, that snowball that he always mm-hmm. talks about that so many people like to do. This is like that on on steroids mm-hmm. if they choose to use it that way. Okay. Yep. So paying off debt, very, very, very good tool for that. How about if you're using this for another strategy, which is to actually leverage your debt and invest invest in things. Yeah, I love that. That's that's why we're going to be utilizing this ourselves. Um, like I know when I looked at the our Arizona property, um, we were going to have a two hundred thirty thousand dollar loan, right? Four point eight percent interest rate on the normal loan right now. Um, we were going to have that thing paid off in about five years. Okay, save about a hundred and seven thousand dollars in interest, I think. Um, and, and, and have a, that property is now worth almost a half a million dollars, right? So to have a half million dollar property paid off in five, six years, when I was expecting to pay on it for another 27 years with not doing anything different with, my, with our financial strategy other than just how we're utilizing our money. And that's the other thing I want to kind of hit on on this is like, what you're doing with this is you are utilizing your money the most efficient way possible. It's working for you. It's working for you. And that's what you're talking about with the credit card. Like if, you, if you're consolidating credit card debt or any kind of bad debt, um, I mean, every situation is different. When you put it all into one pool, okay, again, as long as you're not over leveraging yourself and, and everything makes sense, okay, all the money that you're you know, making and putting towards this is being utilized the most efficient way, which is why you're saving so much money in total interest. And we have calculators, we have a, we've built a, I mean, we've put what, 12 months of, of studying into this um, yeah. and been around, a, you know, a lot of mentors and a lot of guys that are doing this and have helped hundreds and thousands of clients out, um, you know, across the country. So this isn't something that me and Dustin or anybody like that has made up. This is, a, this is out there. We've just taken it and ran with it. And, and now we're trying to, you know, of course, share it with you guys. Um, yeah. And I think with that too, obviously, whenever you hear it the first couple of times, just like Jake said at the beginning, it's kind of like, oh, this is too good to be true. Mm-hmm. This, this, this just doesn't sound right. Just have a conversation, have a conversation. Yep. And every single scenario is a little bit different. Uh, everybody's goals are different. Everybody has different risk tolerances. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a little bit different mindset with things. But also, by having the conversation, it opens you up to, oh, I never thought of mm-hmm. this idea. Or yep. I never, I didn't realize I could use this in this way. Or I didn't know it would open up this opportunity for me. And to be honest, the qualifications for this are not, it's not super strenuous, right? Uh-huh. If you've been in your home, really over two years, especially with the way the market has just done what it's done over the last decade. Um, you're going to have equity. Uh, in, in interest rate is irrelevant. Okay, it's irrelevant. Um, if you have positive cash flow, okay, you do need to have positive cash flow. You can't, you can't be in the red every month, okay, because you have to have at the end of the day more money coming in to push down on the on the on the total balance mm-hmm. than you're taken back out of it yep. to spend okay so you do have to have positive cash flow and then really the third one we talked about it all the time what's the third one why is it why am i losing i mean uh discipline oh credit score yeah credit score credit i mean score. yeah i yeah. mean because yeah i mean and again you're not over leveraging yourself i mean again i know there's some line of credits like I, we know a couple credit unions that'll go up to 90 percent and 100 percent actually but you know you want to stick at that 80 percent mark um but yeah i mean your credit's got to be it's got to be good or or sometimes again the interest rate's a big deal 
this is one thing that I do get asked, you know, is like, okay, what are the cons of this, right? Mm -hmm. and, and really the cons of this is, you know, we're not, again, it, this, can, this can do the exact opposite to somebody. If they're not following the plan, if they're not disciplined, you know, this can, this can put somebody back, okay? It realistically can, and it can do it very quickly. But if you can follow the plan and you are disciplined, which how we come into play is, you know, we charge a fee, we charge a, we charge a certain dollar amount um, to, to basically help somebody out with this. And then we'll meet with them up, to get yeah. it all set up. Um, and then we meet with them, you know, once a month at least for the first three months and then every six months afterwards until, I mean, basically we kind of like let them go and, and we feel comfortable that, um, you know, they've gotten the concept down and strategy down. And we're, of course, a phone call, text message away, whatever that looks like. Yep. But the other biggest thing is a variable rate, okay? In this market, probably not the best option, okay? We have a couple different credit unions that we have talked with and they offer a fixed rate, mm -hmm. okay? They offer a fixed rate on a first lien HELOC. They offer a fixed rate on a second lien HELOC. They offer, the basically what I'm saying, is a fixed rate. So the rate's not gonna go up, it's not gonna go down. It's mm -hmm. gonna stay exactly the same. So, yeah, and, and the benefits of that are just we. I mean, everybody with 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 the way interest rates are changing so mm -hmm. rapidly, it's nice to have that number that you know this is where it's going to be. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, your your interest rate that you have right now on your conventional mortgage, whether it's two and a half, whether it's three and a half, whatever that is, um, it it's going to be it's going to look different when you go from compounding to simple. Yep. Okay. And, All the time. And it's not it's. It's not as big a deal as it, as it looks on the first, you know, the first time you see, oh, well, why would I go from a three to a six? Yeah. It's just, it's not the same thing. And, and definitely have the conversation. Definitely let us show you guys. Um, look at episode five that we put out. Uh, yep. That was the one with that had my mom on there. And she, I mean, she talks about her hesitancy and her kind of, she was skeptical. She was, hey, this is too good to be true. And now she's just blown away at what it's doing for yep. her in her situation. Um, so it's been it's been awesome so and to add to that you asked this question just a little bit ago and we'll, we'll wrap it up here um is you know that's one concept one strategy with it of just getting out of debt okay i love debt we love i mean debt is good in my opinion like if you're utilizing it the right way for sure right and this is something that can really take if anybody out there is investing in real estate or really anything business wise or whatever it is um you know, if you got multiple properties, whatever that looks like, like this could be a strategy uh, that could really help you scale that business Absolutely. at a, I mean, at a huge rate. Because that's the, this is the other thing, and we're not even talking about this. How many times have you ever seen a house, right, worth less today than what it was ten years ago? Two thousand eight. One time. Maybe. Ever. Maybe. Maybe at this rate, Possibly. right? I don't know, but statistically nothing goes down in real estate yeah there might be dips and, and sure. whatnot but overall if you are planning on keeping a property for more than five years there's no way that i have seen now again we weren't in the 2008 that was probably an, a weird a weird no, time but that was the only time that the the real estate market crashed the way it did correct right and the reason i said 2008 so the reason i said 2008 is because even in that moment mm -hmm. in that specific worst worst financial you know housing financial situation that we've seen for sure in our lifetime yep. and most of our parents lifetime mm -hmm. um, 
even in that specific time period, mm -hmm. it still wasn't. Yeah. It still wasn't. You can maybe make an argument that, in, and again, I don't know, but in five years after 2008, right? Mm -hmm. Properties, like if, let's say you bought a property in 2006 and then, you know, it dipped down and then back in 2000, you know, what, 2000, uh, what, 13, 2012, 12, whatever, yeah. it was probably worth, still worth more, right? Yeah, Cause again, there's gonna be dips. So the point is, is that that's the beautiful thing about this is that you can rinse and repeat this thing. Over and over and over. You, 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 you take and you buy, or you know, you do a first lien HELOC, you buy that interest rate, or you, you continue to, to lower that loan balance and lower that interest, right? All along while you're doing that, your, your, your property is appreciating, mm -hmm. okay? So it's going up in value statistically, okay? And you're paying it down at a way rapid pace, right? Yep. Then in five years, you take that out, you go buy more properties. That increases your cash flow, which what does that do? You, your loan balance just increased by a ton, but that just increased your cash flow a ton. Mm -hmm. So it buys it down even faster this time. Yep. You do the same thing. And then again, it just it's an ongoing rinse and repeat um, cycle. And that's the, I just get so jacked up when I'm talking about it um, because it's gonna be very, very exciting. Um, so anyway. Yeah, there's tons of possibilities with it. And hopefully we've been pretty service level and not too confusing with yep. it. We tried to do easy numbers and math and and all that. But yeah, if, if you're watching this and you just, hey, want to have a conversation, just want to see, yeah. uh, learn a little bit more about it, reach out to us and um, we're, we'd love to talk to you about it. And there's a, there's a whole other piece to this bad boy too. Yeah, there is. Like when I was talking about the banks and, and, and how banks work and, you know, actually cash is a liability because, you know, if you look at it from a bank standpoint, they don't keep your cash on hand. They give it away. They're like, I get this money now. I don't want this. Get, you know, give it away. Give it away. Right. There's the other part to this that you can basically become your own bank. And I know that sounds absolutely wild, um, but we have a, a really good strategy in place with that as well that we've, we've been doing a ton on. Um, but yeah, velocity banking combined with the infinite banking, the infinite bank we haven't even started talking about, but uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. So Yeah, so keep watching, guys. We appreciate it. And like I said, if you if you have any questions, you just want to talk about it at all, shoot us a, shoot us a message, give us a call. Yep. Um, and we'd love to hear from you too. We'd love to hear from you. Anything was confusing, anything like that, just just ask away. Okay. Hundred percent. All right. Thanks for watching. Episode sixteen. Sounds good. All right. All right. Peace out, everybody. Peace. Go Chiefs.